terminating an employee isn't fun. People are rightfully upset. The reasons may be valid and the employee should be expecting termination, but that doesn't mean feelings aren't hurt. This isn't The Devil Wears Prada, where corporate fashion shark Miranda Priestly can twist her insider knowledge of her upcoming termination into a career move and people clap at the end. Despite how well Meryl Streep played the role of a cunning business strategist to save her skin, terminations in your organization are hopefully never as theatrically inclined. Your role isn't to be Miranda Priestly. Unless it is, in which case you may want to switch out this episode of HR Party of One for the Devil Wears Prada. If you're still with us, great. Let's get down to business. In this episode of HR Party of One, we'll discuss your current termination practices, how to handle terminations, and why you should be involved in terminations. By the end of this episode, you'll know how to evaluate your termination practices and why you should be involved in making these hard choices. Let's get started. What is the purpose of termination? Here's the bottom line. Termination is a permanent separation of an employee from your organization. Not to say you can't hire them back later if the circumstances are right, but usually people are fired for a reason. It can be any reason you and your organization have declared reasonable. Many states are at-will employers, meaning you don't even need a good reason to fire someone. For the sake of your organization's culture and reputation, establishing clear metrics for fireable offenses can help you in the long run. Your employees will recognize and appreciate you trying to prevent the final and fatal decision of termination. Termination should never be a surprise and should always be a last resort. It should come after a period of time where you or the manager involved have tried to save the person's employment with the company and all avenues have failed. But let's consider those avenues. Who handles the termination of an employee in your organization and how do they terminate an employee? Who handles termination now and how do they do it? Typically the person who fires an employee is their direct manager. There may be other involved parties like a department head, legal representative, or whoever else your organization considers a voice with valuable input during a termination. Despite working on a specific team, employees have functions within the workforce that either directly or indirectly affect the success of other teams. Consider all the moving parts that could grind to a halt if someone is fired. If you're letting go of someone successful in their role, it becomes critical to evaluate the vacuum they leave with their absence. However, you're likely not considering terminating your high performers. Low performers are less likely to affect your organization with their absence, and their presence may in fact be detrimental to your bottom line. When a manager decides that all other avenues have been exhausted and a direct report must be let go due to low performance or otherwise, they should ask themselves key questions to guide their process. Why are they choosing to terminate this employee? Consider these kinds of questions. Is this employee failing to meet important goals? Is this employee a bad culture fit for your organization? Does this employee consistently produce substandard work? Does this employee serve a critical role that cannot be easily replaced? Will the organization's success be at risk if this employee's role is unfilled for a period of time? Have all attempts to develop and improve this employee's work failed? 
If those questions are all affirmed, then your manager's next step is to know if they can terminate at will. States have different laws concerning terminations, and some industries are more particular than others, too. When considering the legal implications of termination, your best bet is to have a consistent process for everyone to follow. There may be something in place like this already in your organization, but you can use this episode to fine-tune your current methods and consider if your managers need more direction, direction you can provide. Why you should be involved in terminations. You know how messy terminations can be, especially without a standardized procedure. Have you ever had a manager fire an employee without telling HR? Think of the ramifications. That former employee may have had access to the systems used in your workplace for days or weeks after their termination. If that person was upset about getting fired, you can imagine the havoc they could wreak. But you can prevent those kinds of worst case scenarios. As HR, your organizational role is centralized, recognized, and authoritative. You're the best person to create a consistent procedure and you have the best view to ensure it's used correctly. Let's cover some steps to guide you on creating a termination procedure anyone can use effectively. Step one, for terminations, the first step happens weeks, maybe even months before the hard sit down talk. Termination shouldn't be a shock, so develop a warning system. Think about the three strike policy of any classroom setting a verbal warning, followed by a stricter warning like a note sent home, topped off by actual punishment, like detention or suspension. You may have something like this already. If so, great. This kind of three-strike policy is pretty easy to recognize and people know that strike three often results in termination. You need a way to track these warnings. On the one hand, if the employee improves, then you'll know the breakthrough moment and can apply it to other situations in the future. On the other hand, an unfortunate reality of business is that you must create a paper trail to protect yourself from liability issues. If you have files and use good old fashioned paperwork to keep track of these conversations, neat. I prefer Bernie Portal's performance management feature. Bernie Portal's in-house messaging system tracks meeting agendas so managers can log ongoing issues with direct reports in a spot where there's no risk of losing papers or deleting an email chain on accident. Also, HR has admin access and can grant it to others so anyone with a stake in an employee's impending termination can review the attempts to improve and the failures. Step two. Now that the employee has passed the point of no return, a termination procedure should cover how a manager should approach the employee. Handling these kinds of talks is difficult for everyone involved, no matter how good your poker face is. Some employees immediately point fingers to shift blame and make a last ditch effort to save their job. A manager should anticipate that sort of reaction and be prepared to act as a buffer and protect the remaining team members from unsubstantiated claims. Have a system in place for how terminations are handled down to the nitty gritty details. Do them in the mornings and privately. Have a standard opening remark and maybe provide resources or recommendations for how they can improve once they leave your organization. There's no need to burn bridges any more than you have to. Respect is free to offer and hard to gain. So treat everyone kindly and keep your composure. Step three, 
Once the talk is had and the former employee knows their employment has ended, it's time to iron out the details. Consider COBRA services or if an employee's access to accounts or databases must be revoked. Take measures to regain any company property the employee may have, although I recommend doing that beforehand if possible. Allocate resources to ensure the former employee's role is filled, either by team members pitching in or by a new hire. Make the transition as smooth as possible for your organization and think about writing a wrap-up letter. A wrap-up letter should include information about the person's final payment, like how it's calculated and when to expect it. Also consider including details about benefits eligibility, COBRA eligibility, when the person needs to return their tech equipment, and more. A wrap-up letter should be given if the termination was voluntary or involuntary, so it's good practice to add this item to your offboarding checklist. For more info on offboarding, check out the resource I linked in the description. These steps are a good place to start on your own termination manual. An accountability partner manual or a manual for managers is a great way to make sure procedures are standardized. In this kind of manual, you can include a template for wrap-up letters, the checklist for offboarding an employee from the manager's point of view, and more. But you should consider going beyond providing a manual. You may need to be in the room during the termination itself. As HR, you've likely interacted with this employee, and you know better than most how all the moving parts of your organization function. You may also provide an assuring presence to a manager who had to make this tough call. As someone in a position of authority, your workforce may fear you to a degree, but your role is to enforce compliant termination policies and ensure mutual respect is maintained throughout the process. Think about it this way. You aren't a high school disciplinarian that's out to assign detentions and suspend people for wearing hoodies. You're a workplace dignitarian. Your position gives you the invaluable opportunity to safeguard the dignity of everyone in your organization, past, present, and future. In HR, you aren't the sum of your administrative tasks and responsibilities. You're the people person too. If your organization's greatest asset is its workforce, then you know the value of providing a respectful and clear termination process. You want people to leave your organization feeling unfortunate for the missed opportunity, but grateful for the experience. Having a good termination policy, which is best achieved with your involvement, can improve your organization's overall reputation. One day, a former employee may become a great fit for your organization, and you want to ensure the path back into the, your office is guilt-free and exciting, not filled with dread. In this episode, we've covered why you should have a consistent termination policy and why you should be personally involved in terminations. Even if no one is leaving your organization right now, getting ready in advance will make the whole process smoother when it does happen. A professional standardized termination policy will not only show respect to employees, but it will also strengthen your company culture and save you plenty of time and headaches down the road. As always, remember that your role is as strategic as you make it.